You can't do it without God. 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 Follow him. Follow him. Follow him. All you need is a mustard seed. Yeah, yeah. Then you will be living out your dreams. Yeah, yeah. Follow him. Follow him. Follow him. Yeah, yeah. Spiritual fighters, women in war. Spiritual fighters, women in war. sis you ever just wanted to wear the outfit wanted to crack that joke wanted to go over there but you just be like god you know i'm your baby but i don't want to go out there and they call me a hypocrite or they judge me well women of war is a podcast created for you where you can truly be yourself crack that joke honey laugh out loud and truly be authentically you goofy and all because you know what with everything that you are and done god already knew that before he created you so there's no need to hide pieces of yourself be authentically you because nobody can reach the people that you can reach but you exactly just the way you are thuggish girly tomboy whatever it is that you are you're welcome here Alright, stop it. So, one quick question for you today. You gave all you gave. You gave your whole self to people. You gave everything that you had to give today. But can I ask you a question? How intentional were you in your giving? How intentional were you from the moment you woke up? How intentional were you with the interaction that you had? How intentional were you about being intentional about yourself? Because a part of this intentional growth is being mindful of, yes, being there for others, but also being there for yourself. So in this segment, we're going to talk about just that, our intentional moments of the day. Okay, so today, my intentional moment would be the simple fact that I woke up I made up my bed, took my dog out, made myself breakfast, and I'm being productive by getting things I need to get done, like this podcast, editing some videos, getting some, I got some candles on. It's really a vibe, and I feel like I am giving myself love. So that's how intentional I have been today, and I just hope that this what you can hear in the background is my dog um she's sitting right here but i hope that this positive energy that i've set for myself just ushers my day into such a positive vibe and positive interactions so tell me about yours in the comments So, y'all, let's take a quick little break real quick for a little commercial break, okay? (laughs) Yeah. So, first thing first, 
I am a business owner. I own my own clothing line. It's called Kingdom Ambassador. You can find that online at kingdomambassador.co. Again, that is kingdomambassador.co. It has so much goodies, so many t-shirts, different waist beads, masks, headbands, head wraps, and so much more coming soon. So please, 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 and it's affordable. Go check out kingdomambassador.co. Again, that is kingdomambassador.co. And while you're at that, go ahead and hit the subscribe button on this podcast. Share amongst your friends. We're going to take a little quick little minute so you can share it and let everybody else know what is making you crack and lack and all of that. And then, in the midst of all of that, if you want a little bit more dose of me, go to head to my YouTube channel called Beautifully Yasmin. Again, that is Beautifully Yasmin. Yasmin is spelled Y-A-S-M-I-N-E. And check out my channel. I have so many things, so many good things on there. You think you know me? Go ahead and go see the other side of me. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast, for even subscribing, for even giving me your time and your day. May God bless it plenty, if enough. I do appreciate it for buying the products, for just being you. Thank you so much. All right, let's get back into the show. Hey, beautiful. Earth. Hey. All right, my Welcome on to the Women of War podcast. Like you've already came here before. Um, yeah. So, what's up, my fucking ambassadors? So today I am bringing a reoccurring guest, which is my mother. Um, I don't know. It's just something about her. She just gotta keep coming back. I love you for her. Yep, love it for you. So go ahead, Mama. Introduce yourself to the people who don't know you yet. Good afternoon, morning, day. Um, I'm Pastor Madeline McNair. I'm with uh, Direction Floor Outreach Deliverance Ministry, and I am Yasmin's mother. Okay. <laughs> they know that already, mother. I just said that. <laughs> well, hey, I just want to rejog their memory. Child, okay. Um, so before we get into this, uh, conversation that we're talking about because you're like the opening act mother like you're like you send a tone for the season do you hear me like you gotta come with it all right so we're gonna play this little game and then we're gonna get into the discussion um this game is called never have i ever okay so i'm going to give you some scenarios and you're going to tell me something if one if you've never done it, um, and two, which one you would do or which one you have done. Okay. It's biblical. So, all right. So the first one is, well, somewhat close to what the scenario is talking about. So the first one is a lady with the issue of blood or whatever, who needed to touch Jesus, the hem of his garment. So she, all right. So the scenario is going to be the lady with the issue of blood who just wanted to touch the hem of God's garment. And that's how it's pronounced. And she felt like if she touched him, it would heal her. And da, 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 da. And Jesus told her because of her faith, she's healed, right? The second one is um, the David being anointed. And his father didn't even see him worthy to be anointed, but God had called him despite what his father was like. Oh, I don't saw... So, um, 
is this Solomon? Sam, what's it? how you pronounce his name? Samuel. Samuel. Samuel had to like ask, do you have any other sons for him to bring him up? So now, out of those two scenarios, okay, which one has been close to your walk with God and your life with God, and which one is never close to your walk with God? Both. It's been close. Okay, explain why. Well, um, in my ministry, I uh, did construction work, and I fell and hurt my knee. And I believed God for a healing. And we went to a revival, and um, the lady said, step out in, in the aisles. God is passing by. Jesus is passing by. And he's going to heal you. And immediately I was healed. Mm, no I, more pain. I didn't know that story. Yeah. You never told me that. Wow. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And secondly, when I was in Orlando, Mm-hmm. Um, in ministry, and the the apostle was assigning everybody their their job, and he told me that even though I was called, I was chosen to be a pastor. He told me I wasn't ready, I wasn't worthy right now because of my finances. What does your finance have to do with being called? I have no clue. Oh, I thought it was a purpose behind that. Okay, I just, I gotta understand that. But okay, I get it. That's the David one. Gotcha. The, the same thing with David. Yeah. His father didn't think he was worthy because he wasn't handsome. So what does handsome have to do with serving God? Was it that he wasn't handsome, or he wasn't like big as his other brothers and strong as he his other brothers? He wasn't handsome. He wasn't tall. He wasn't big. He wasn't none of those things. Hmm. He was small. He was he was wiry. He had red hair. Mm-hmm. You know, so he didn't he didn't fit the he didn't fit the uh, the, the status quo. Okay. And at that moment, I didn't fit the status quo because my yeah. finances was beneath them. Wow. I wasn't working. Okay. All right, so let's get to the conversation then. Well, I apologize that you went through that, Mama, because. No, no need, no need to apologize because um, all it did was make me stronger and make me trust God even more because man can't, man does not do the elevating God does. Mm. That leads into our topic too. Amen. A woman of war. So, um. What we're discussing is basically, so as you know, mom, I started this podcast um, out of like God asking me to do it. And I didn't know why he gave me the name Women of War until um, I looked into the Bible and I read about some women who were like on fire for God. And also the fact that like God needed a woman to bring Jesus into this world. So there's a special power that God gives women and a special notion that God puts on women. And you being a pastor, and you know how, like, some people, um, tradition people frown upon, like, a woman being the lead of a church or whatever. What have you faced, beside what you just talked about, when um, you were trying to walk in your calling of and being a woman? Well, um, I've, I've experienced a lot of negativity. Uh, from men, per se, um, saying that I could go no further than being a minister. I could never lead a congregation. 
because I'm usurping my authority. Well, there is no male or female within Christ and God. There is, there is, we own spirit. So once I brought that scripture to him that there is no male nor female, uh, God has called all of us. He said his sons and his daughters, you know, um, he shall pro- they shall prophesy. What is prophesying? But teaching, right? Mm-hmm. But preaching. See, people think prophesying means uh, I'm going to speak this into your life. But prophesying is giving the word of God, speaking his word fluently given a revelatory word and a lot of men is threatened by women who can hear from God and move by God mm-hmm. you know they want us to, it, it, I'm, I'm all for being submissive mm-hmm. but when it comes to doing God's will there is no male and there is no female we all supposed to be submitted to the will of God so how has that made you stronger it made me stronger because I, I had to trust and lean and depend on God for everything. I couldn't depend on man for anything mm-hmm. when it comes down to ministry. I had to depend totally on God. Mm. I, had to trust, I had to trust that I, I'm listening to God speaking to me. I had to trust and know that what he's saying to me, I have to be obedient in it. And even being obedient in it, sometimes... I had to sit down and sit back and watch what people were doing and then have them come to me and say, um, how do I go and do this? Mm-hmm. Well, am I not a woman? Did you not just tell me I'm not supposed to? Mm-hmm. Did I ever uh, usurp my authority old man? No. Did I ever make them feel inadequate? No. When they came to me, I answered their questions. I helped them move forward in their ministry. Uh, there's several ministries that I worked in that I helped, uh, but not for the glory of Madeline, but for the glory of God. Mm. So by me being submissive, by me being quiet, by me standing on nobody's shoulders but God's shoulders, mm-hmm. made me stronger. Okay. Okay, so now when you think of like the women of the Bible and how they went to war on their belief or their faith in God or whatever, right? How do you feel like in modern day, how do you feel like um, in your life, how did you go to war on your belief and what God has told you? Like, for example, like Esther, the fact that like um, she put, she could have died. You know what I mean? Like he would, he could have killed her. She, she did. She thought he was going to kill her. So, what? How do you do that in your life? Well, see, see what 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 threatens anyone, male or female, when it comes down to a strong woman with in Christ, mm-hmm. not, not strong woman in the world, because the world's strength and God's strength is two different things. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to to standing on word of God and believing that God said, "Hey, you go before the king," mm-hmm. even though you know you can. The king. That is increasing your faith. That is increasing your belief, and that is is making you more powerful than you ever can think of. Because you're not cowering down to the scenario that's going on around you. Mm. So you and think the secret of it is being bold and not and standing firm on it. You have to stand firm. You have to stand firm on whatever God tells you. Mm. Okay. And, and 
And to say that, yes, Esther was a bold woman, and she she went before the king. Now, something as mild as me leaving Florida to come to Georgia with, with three children and myself and just in a car, if I'd have cowered down and said, uh, because I was told, well, you sure God told you to go? Well, my husband's in Georgia. Yes, I'm positive. He didn't tell us to separate. He didn't tell us to uh, go our separate ways. He said, get in the car and go. Mm-hmm. with nothing and I made it to Georgia on his said go the word go I don't move unless God tell me to move mm-hmm. and that's that's how I live live my life God has to tell me speak to my heart because so many times we say we sit back waiting on the Lord but the Lord has already given you a vision he's already given you insight and foresight on what it is that you do and there's going to be a challenge, especially for women. That's going to be a challenge regardless to whatever we're out to do. But if we know that we know that we know, without a shadow of doubt, that God spoke to us and told us to do it, then we have to go forward. Mm. And then when we go forward in it, God works it out every time. Mm. The battle is hard, yes. But because of our obedience, and because of our radicalness and that we will go through the fire. If God say walk through the fire, the majority of women will walk through that fire because he said do it. That's what makes uh, men and women that's not sure of themselves afraid of a strong woman in Christ. Hmm. Because if he said go through that fire, we're going to do it. Just like the Hebrew boys went in the furnace, and they said they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna trust God. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing with a, a, a strong woman. Deborah, she was the uh, first judge, and she fought a battle. Barak was scared. He didn't believe that they can win. Yeah, she didn't power down and won, but she had a man right beside her. Hmm. So now when you think of the word or the the title, the evolution of women of war, what what do you what comes to your mind? Well, women women has been evolving from from the beginning. We have been evolving. We have Deborah to Esther to uh Rahab to um right now, uh Sarah Jakes or Michelle Obama, we have been evolving. Even the woman with the issue of blood, she knew because she were bleeding, she was unclean. She was unclean. And to go in the midst of people, to go in the midst of people, that was, she was, she was uh, uh, in danger of her own life. But because she trusted God with all that she has and who all that she is, she trusted him with everything. She was able to touch a human's garment and was healed. You know, I never thought about it like that, that she was putting her life in danger. Because I just think of, like, a women thing to just be a natural thing. This is just what happens. I didn't think about... Why would... I didn't... What, I, I, 
Why was it so so significant for it to be put in the Bible? Because we're unclean. A woman is unclean when she's on her cycle. Why come? Because our cycle is purifying our bodies. Oh. Hmm. See how awesome God is? And at that time, we're not even supposed to be in the same bed with our husband. Hmm. See, that's the Old Testament. Okay. Okay. When Jesus came on the scene, and when she did that, that changed things for women. So the evolution of oh. think about it, that changed things for women, because we were not even supposed to be in the bed with a husband when we were on our cycle. Got it. We were supposed to be set apart because we we're considered unclean. Mm. Okay. So now. When it comes to your walk with God, because this isn't about being intentional and having intention, intention, being intention, having intentionality in everything that you do when it comes, when it pertains to your growth with God and your communication with God. Because um, you as a leader and plus, you know, you're a mother and you play so many roles. How are you intentionally making time for God in your busy schedule or intentionally making sure that your relationship with God is growing? Um, that you have to set aside time. Uh, my my most important time with God is four o'clock in the morning. Child, I start my day off with him. Who is up at that time, ma'am? Me, I'm up at that time. Apparently, my, you know, um, throughout the day, um, noonday, I'm 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 in the presence of God, even before I go to bed. You know, you have to make time. Because if you don't make time, the, the, the hustle and the bustle of the day, you will be caught off. Mm. And God won't get in no time. So the best time to really get in tune, get in tune with God, the best time to get in tune with God is when there's no, when there's no, body all right one one point you know i used to i used to wake up and i said okay god why why am i being waking up at four o'clock in the morning four o'clock in the morning every day i was being woken up and i and i would never and then i read the scripture where samuel i was saying did you call me did you call me to to eli and he said no go back that third time he said did you call me he said say yes lord well I still didn't. I still didn't understand it. And then I heard uh, Juanita Bynum do no more sheets, and she said it was six o'clock in the morning for her that a, a recorder will always fall off the shelf, and she would jump up. I said, "Okay, God, you're going to get me to understand this one way or the other." So four o'clock every morning, I'm a, I'm awake. I don't care how tired I am. I don't care what my day is. Every morning at four o'clock, I'm up and I am in prayer and I'm in worship. Just me and Jesus. Mm. They always say that there's something there's something about like talking to God early in the morning, especially the wee hours of the night. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's what... a stillness. It's a stillness. Uh, everybody's asleep. There, there, you don't you don't hear no sirens. You don't hear nothing that can distract you. 
It's the stillness of time that you are in his presence. Mm. And, it, and being in his presence, you feel no pain. You feel no anguish. You feel nothing. Because when you come out of that presence, when everything is sitting there saying, okay, I'm here. <laughs> but you got to remember, I was just in the presence of God. You don't belong to me. Go on about your business. Right. There's no way, there is no way I can do what I do, how I do it, each and every day, if I was not in the presence of God at 4 o'clock in the morning. Why not? There's no, excuse me? I say, why not? Elaborate. Well, the reason I say that is because um, I'm, I was taking care of my grandchildren, which I still do. Now I'm uh, taking care of my sister-in-law. And I have a job, I have ministry, and I have aches and pains in my body. And God is my doctor. He's my healer. If I don't give him that time, if I don't get, give him that praise, that prayer, that meditation, whichever way he takes me on that morning when I wake up, if I don't give it to him, I don't believe that I can say that I've been without medication for my blood pressure that they say I have or or being border I was diagnosed borderline dead diabetic 26 years ago <laughs> I don't take no medicine I had high cholesterol I take no medicine mm-hmm. all those things were diagnosed to me 26 years ago there's no way I will be here able to go to work, do the things I do without giving God that time. Because he said, if you be about my business, then Mm -hmm. I will take care of your business. So I put me in his hands. Yeah. That he won't take you off this earth until your purpose fulfilled. Until it's fulfilled. I love that. Because once you start taking high blood pressure medicine, diabetic medicine, uh, cholesterol medicine, all of these medicines, once you start taking that, it is so hard to get off it. Mother, let's not, let's not take money out of the, let's not. That's not what? Let's not take money out of these people's pockets now. Come on. I don't care. When, listen, 26 years ago, after I gave birth to my last child, who they said, would not survive. He's 26 years old today. He'll be 26 on the 12th. I had a table full of medicine. And I looked at my husband and I looked at the medicine. And I went in prayer and I said, Lord, I can't serve you with all of this in my body. My body is your temple. Now you have to take me off of this medicine. I give it to you. I have not taken that medicine in 26 years. That's not saying... Okay, hold on, Ma. Please take your medication if you have to. Thank you. If God didn't... Then, yeah. Exactly. Your faith has to be there. If God didn't tell you to do it... Now, listen, people. Okay, because Mama, I need to clarify. If God does not tell you to do it, please take your medicine. I'm not no medicine. <laughs> 
but because of who I am and what God called me to be, a warrior of prayer, a woman of God, a, a, a leader, I could not be focused or be vigilant in what he called me to do with all that medication in my system. And when I said it, it was over 20 bottles of pills, there was there was no way. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Because half of the medicine was making me dizzy, making me sleepy, making me nauseous. Yeah. How could I be an effective witness for God with all of that in my system? Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that spilled, because you know how um, that spilled over to, I don't know for me and Dolores, I don't know about any, your other children. I don't know for me. I don't like medication. I don't do medication. I often just pray to God and let God heal my body when he sees fit too. And he has done me justice ever since. Now, if it's something dire emergency that I know like childbirth or something, maybe we'll talk about that when we cross that bridge. But so far, I don't, I barely take medication. Um, so I feel like, so do you think because you had such faith, the whole thing of the woman evolve, the evolution of women of war, because you are like the women of our family, because you have such faith, do you think that it's passed down to your children? And if so, how have you seen it visible in your in our lives? Well, yeah, I believe it passed down to you guys. Um, with you being in Augusta alone, it, don't, it takes faith to do what you're doing. To be there with no family. No, no, you have your friends, yes. But to have... To have no family, it takes faith to stand and continue to live the way you live. You know, there's there's Dolores, a mother, a, a single mother of four, who goes to work, get up, go to work every day, three o'clock in the morning, and don't get home sometimes to eight at night. Mm-hmm. But she trusts God to see her through, to take care of her children. And then there's Letitia, you know, um, she takes risks. She takes challenges. She deals with, she she's in the medical field. She deals with AIDS patients. She deals with uh, uh, schizophrenia. She deals with bipolarism. If she didn't have faith, if she didn't have the empathy that it was is within me, if it didn't pass down, mm-hmm. I don't believe she can do the job that she's doing and love it. Yeah. Okay. So now, how do you, okay, so how did you raise or pass that down to your children for, like, women who are raising their babies and they want to know how you did it or what method did you use? You have to be an example. You can't tell someone to do something if you're not doing it. See, Mama, the see, I feel like for me and Quentin, because we're the youngest, we experience it different from our siblings. You're more, I feel like to me, you're more hands-on and more patient with us than you were with the older ones. Is that because, sure. like, you know, we're sensitive? Or is it just because... Yes. Oh, <laughs> wow. I didn't... <laughs> wow. Mm. No, I wouldn't say because you're sensitive. I learn, I learn as I go. You know, we all, we all learn. And if you, if you say you know everything... Then you just told a lie. So what have you learned from raising your children? I've learned patience. 
that's my greatest that's the greatest gift my children have given me patience that's what i could tell you do have you sure do have Oof. i don't know how you do it i couldn't do it mm -mm. my mm -hmm. gosh but i got patience with you too so i understand i understand Really? Um, <laughs> yeah, mother, you are a hard woman. Yep, mm hmm. It takes patience. I pray for my daddy every day. Like, woo, thank God he had the patience. <laughs> woo, child. All right, mother. So, um, to bring this to a conclusion or whatever, what would you like to, like, before we go to the next segment, what would you like to leave the women or men that are listening? Um, for this podcast, what would you like to, your last little bit of what you would like to let, leave them with? Trust God. Endure. Endure hardship as a good soldier. Mm. No complaining, because complaining does not help the situation. But you got to trust God and know that he will see you through. Know that he will answer you. There is proof in his word. Study the word. The word is your road map the word is your guide the word is your comforter study it let it let it marinate in your bones so that when the enemy comes you have a have the greatest weapon alone to fight it and that's the word of god mm. see so when you say no complaining um which i agree with everything you said but when you say no complaining what in do you mean like like Cause mother, I feel like there's certain times where, cause you, you're from that older generation. I say you're old, cause you're not old, but the generation of which I'm not from, and I feel like <laughs> I don't know how to say it. You, so I feel like how we perceive God and how we go to God is different from how y'all perceive God. I believe that it's okay to question God. You're not questioning His method. Like it's okay to be like, I don't understand what you're doing. What are you doing? Or it's okay to be like, God, I'm so frustrated. I don't, I'm tired. I'm over it. I am just, I don't have it with me anymore. What, like, I feel like it's okay to go to, because he said, come to me and bear your grievance and bring it all to me. And then when you, I feel like when you're being like, not you, but when the church in general says like, don't complain or don't question God, it kind of makes it as if like, we can't go to God with our issues i never said that i said don't complain so that's how because i internalized it when you when you take when you take your grievances when you say okay god i don't understand because even in our generation we we say okay god i know you told me to go left but right looks a little bit better than left mm -hmm. you know, we, we still say those things we, we still say okay god you, you did you really was that really you i heard <laughs> You know, did you really tell me? Because the the the, the one, one of the most shocking things that I did in my walk that people still talk about to the day, I laid my whole paycheck down on the table in a revival. I signed it over to the, the woman of God that was speaking. Mm -hmm. I had not paid not one bill. Not one bill. And I gave it, the Lord said, give it. And I sat there for a minute. And I was like, okay, God, wait, now I just picked this thing up. You sure? You sure? Am I sure, surely hearing you? When I did that, yes, that increased my faith like never before. Because my rent was paid. As a matter of fact, I received a letter the very next day stating that I was accepted for Section 8. Mm. 
And it was a long list at that time. And I got a better house. I got a better job making more money because that one act. And even now in my in my life, mm-hmm. I have gone through so many things. And uh, my husband said it jokingly one day, you like suffering. Who likes suffering? Because I don't talk about it or I don't complain about it doesn't mean I like it. But I know that even in even in whatever I'm going through, God is going to work it out. So what does it, does it mean for me to sit there and go to Sarah and say, you know, um, I'm struggling, my money ain't right, you know, things, uh, uh, this, that, and the third, and it's not going to work. It's not going to work, you know. So when you trust God with everything that you have, when you trust God with all that you know, why complain? So, but aren't you supposed to go to your brethren? Because he says, um, if you fall in a pit and you're by yourself, no one's able to pull you out. But if you, you fall, you have you a friend. Right. So if you're going through something, isn't that what you have fellowship for to talk? Like, so they can be like, sister, it's going to be okay. Let's pray about it. Let's da 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 da. Thank you. What did you just say? It's da 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 da. Okay. 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 <laughs> no, you said you talked about it, you prayed about it, you gave it to God. But when you sit there and you hold it and you just continue to dwell on it, oh. you continue to waddle in it. I don't see no way out. The speaking of the negativity. Huh? Speaking negativity over it. That's basically what yes. you're saying. Yes. Got it. Okay. So, yes, you can go to God and say, God, I, hey, I don't understand. God, you know, I'm young. I'm beautiful. Why, man? Do you hear me, mother? That has been... Well, it's not, it's not being my question now, but it was my question. Because now God is like, because you're not content in the moment that you're in now. So why would I give you somebody to be, Hallelujah. to take now my place? Died. So I stopped asking. <laughs> you you first you got to you got to accept God in the situation that you're in right now. He said endure hardship as a good soldier. If we get that down, if we learn that and and we go through that, the trials are are not that long. But when we waddle in it, because if you call me and you tell me I'm going through this, and I said, okay, let's pray, and we pray, and after I get off the phone with you, and then I say, okay, she prayed, but I don't see nothing happening. Sometimes I don't be needing you to pray, mother. Sometimes I just be wanting my mama. I don't be wanting, and I know you're going to say it, that's one and the same person, but <laughs> I just want my mama. I don't, I want to be coddled. I want to be like, baby, it's going to be okay. I don't want you to come to me with the word. It's just be all that'd be your first initial reaction. You want to pray about it? Let's talk. About, like, no, <laughs> it's not what I want, and I know that feeling because I do that to my friends. They'd be like, That's that's just not what I wanted. I already did that for her. I just want somebody to listen, just listen. But, no, but, but I do listen, I do listen, and at the end of your rent, I do say, Okay, let's pray because there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta give it to God. So now that you understand what I say, 
Stop complaining. Yeah, I get it now. I understand it now. I love that. Y'all, I'm a what? I'm a baddie? Yeah, no. That's not what we say on this podcast. What do we say? I'm a goodie. And you know what that means? It is the goodie moment. Come on in, goodies. Let's talk. Yeah, I get it now. I understand it now. I love that. All right. All right, so the next segment that we're going into is called the goodie moment. And the goodie moment is solely it's because, I don't know if you heard, I don't know if you're into trans, I don't know. Again, oh, okay. Well, now in this society of social media, females, we call themselves baddies. And I believe baddies, like B-A-D-D-I-E-S, baddies, like bad. What is that? Me. Mother, <laughs> I was in the midst of explaining it to you. <laughs> Do you patience? Baddie means like they when like, when you take a good picture and you like, oh, I look so bad in that, but not in the terms of like I look bad, like I look great, I look amazing. And then they call themselves to be bad, bad females. Yeah, the B word because you know I don't curse. Well, I don't like to curse in front of you, but the B word. So. And I know growing up, I learned that words have power. And if you speak that over yourself, then you're calling yourself to be bad. So why would any why would anything that's good attract itself to you? So because of that, I created the goodie moment. And the goodie moment is basically reforming that word because we're meant to be salt of the earth and light on the hill. And nothing about that is bad. You're supposed to season. Seasoning has never been bad to anybody unless you do too much. But anywho. So, the goodie moment is basically flexing on your relationship about God and how he's, what you have gotten from this conversation that we just had. So, what's your goodie moment out of this conversation? My, my goodie moment mm-hmm. is knowing that what I do has inspired you. Aww. Matt, Matt. Don't do that. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Wow. Okay, elaborate. Ma, they don't know what you're talking about. It is inspire you to be who you are. Be comfortable in your skin, knowing that you're, you're beautiful. Don't need no validation of no one to know that you're righteous and that you're walking the walk and not talk. Just talking it. You're walking it. We got a lot of people out here talking to talk, but they're not walking it. Yeah. So they can take all, they can be all the baddies or the goodies or whatever oh, they want to oh, be. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if you're not walking it. That's a different story. It's a different, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, I did learn that from you because you're very transparent. When you're going through it, you'd be like, I'm not having a good day now. So go, go ahead. And I learned to be transparent in my walk with God and be very vulnerable if I'm not, if I know I'm under something, I don't know how to explain it, but you, you know what I'm saying, Ma. Oh, y'all don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I can, I can explain it. I can explain it for you. Because being a leader, uh, people seem to think that leaders don't have bad days. Yeah. You know, that, that we walk in on um, um, stilts or ice and there's no cracks underneath us. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, I am very transparent. 
Um, I don't, I don't sugarcoat anything. I don't hide anything. If I'm having a bad day, you'll know it. But even if I'm having a bad day, I can take a moment out my day and then be there for you. Mm-hmm. Even in my bad day. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I am a leader and I have good days and I have bad days. But in, even in whatever day I'm in, God is always first. Yes, my, that's all I be trying to tell people. Your title does not matter. It's about it the the soul. Reach the souls. Title or not. Gosh. So, my goody moment in this conversation is the fact that um, I always knew you were strong. But you never, ta- we talked about your, you never talked to me about the things that you went through when it came to you becoming a pastor. Like walking in your calling. Well, you talked about some, but not as in depth. So I didn't know that you actually went through people trying to stop you from actually walking in your calling. And I'm grateful that you didn't listen because I feel like had you stopped, it's like a trickle effect. Maybe um, we wouldn't be as strong as we are or we wouldn't be in God or just it just wouldn't be where it's at. And because of your faith it, it of a mustard seed, it produced so much and it's still producing so much in your grandchildren and in the children after that so i just want to encourage you that mom like you're doing great even though sometimes we may make you feel like you're not doing great and like we may always come and complain to you but you actually really are a phenomenal mother and i wouldn't ask for any other because you're amazing thanks mom okay. praise god thank you mm-hmm. you may get on my nerves but you know i guess the nerves are there for you to get you on live. wow okay so can you go ahead and end this out with a prayer? Amen. Father, we give you the praise and glory. We tell you thank you for this is the day that you have made. We rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, I thank you for my daughter who you have called, who you have chosen for this time and this day that young people will still see that God is operating through the young. Lord God, we'll make sure right now to continue to keep her. Let her be a mighty woman of valor. Lord God, we ask you right now every woman, every man, every child that's listening to this podcast that they will be touched by something that was said, Lord God, that they will be moved, that they know that you're the author and the finisher of their lives. Lord, I thank you right now. Use me for your purpose and your will. Whatever your will is, Lord God, I shall do it. And I thank you and I praise you and I lift you up and I magnify you for you are the author and the finisher of my life. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh... All right, Mama, go ahead. Say a little few things over the podcast now. Go ahead, do your thing. Say that again? <laughs> <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> I said, go ahead and speak over the podcast. Do your thing. Let him use you. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, we really spoke on it. Okay, God great. I'm mightily in this. Oh, Okay. Thanks, Ma. Well, thank you, Kingdom Ambassadors, for tuning in for this episode of Season 3, Episode 1. Thanks to my mother, Pastor Madeline Magnier. Well, Mrs. How do you... Would it be Mrs. Pastor Magnier or Pastor and Mrs. Magnier? I don't understand. Yes, Pastor. Just Pastor. Oh, I always struggle with that. I don't know what to I do not need all those titles. Because like, you got to identify that you're married. So how would they know that you're married if you don't miss this pastor? Mag- I don't I don't be knowing. I am the wife of Pastor Harvey McNair. There you go. She's taken. So don't even come look this way. Um, <laughs> so thank you all so much for tuning in. Make sure that you come back for the next episode 
Um, and again, don't forget, I love you. I mean it. God loves you and you know it. And everything that you need to survive in this world, he's already placed within you. So all you really have to do is just reach within yourself and you will find the resources that you need. See you in the next episode. Later. Say bye, ma. Bye-bye. Have a blessed one.